five, four, three, two, one. Boom, we're live. Welcome to the first ever episode of the 365 Creation Podcast. Joining me is my fellow creator and blogger, Natalie. So, uh, for those who are listening, if anyone is listening, um, we've had this in the works for, I think we've had about eight months. Yeah. And uh, now it's down to, well, I wouldn't say it's down to a science, but we have more things figured out than originally uh, thought of. Yeah, we have, like, maybe half the basics down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so that's that's still a, a work in progress. So <laughs> anyone who decides to listen, um, bear with us. We are working on everything. Um, but, yeah, uh, Natalie, what do you have going on with your blog? Uh. Excuse you. Excuse me. Um. <laughs> So I was going to write about, (laughs) I was going to write about home renovations and doing it on a budget, but um, circumstances have changed severely and now I'm going to be writing about moving and the expenses it takes to do that and the time frame and everything about moving that you'll need to know, I guess. So what what have you figured out, um, without giving too much away, what have you figured out in that process? In the moving process or the blog process? Both. <laughs> They're both time consuming. I've had to push pause on my blog just because of this. Um, I've learned that if you already have a full-time job and you have kids and... Um, just a busy lifestyle you want to hire somebody to do the the dirty work like building a website correct i'm i mean that's that's something i think i mean you've got definitely a busier life than than i do at this point but that's that's something that is definitely true um there's there's a lot of dirty work involved whether you are a blogger um a writer a youtuber uh, any type of creator, there's so much dirty work that you just don't want to do. Um, well, that is unfortunately just what you don't want to do. It's also uh, what do you have time to do, and right. what's necessary that you have to do, and what can you delegate, right? So exactly. my my or my situation, I delegated building a website to uh, G Tech. And they were amazing, are are amazing to work with. Got a great deal. And they gave me exactly what I asked for. And I understand, and I will agree with a lot of people that say this, that you should learn how to build your own website. Absolutely. So that you know how to basically work everything on the back end. However... Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with hiring someone to do it for you and then you learn how to use it. Exactly. And for anyone wondering, uh, 
not only mentioned G Tech, no, we're not being paid to endorse them. No, they're good we're, friends. We're, and they're, yes, they're, they're friends of the company and, um, or the business, I should say. And um, we just have a very good working relationship with them at this point. Yep. Uh, and uh, 13 Tech. Abby, he he created my logo from scratch, and I couldn't be happier with it. And I believe it was him who created our business logo as well. Yeah, he did. Right. Yeah. Um. So Avi, if you're listening, thank you so much. That that was phenomenal work. I think it was an absolute upgrade from what we started oh, with. A hundred percent. Um. We we originally started with. I, I guess we kind of went off of a template because neither of us had any knowledge of, you know, the, the, the skills or time it took to create a legitimate logo. Um, but with that, we were able to come up with an idea of what we wanted and, and we sent it to G tech and they just blew us away in, in every possible way. I think it's safe to say. Um, yeah and it was fast yeah it didn't take a whole lot of time I think it it took less time than I was expecting it because I know what these processes usually it takes it can take months to put together even a logo that's absolutely perfect and I think it was for us a case of they sent us back three versions of the logo within was it a week or two weeks even um, I think or less. I'm not yeah. sure. It was fast. But though. as soon as and and Natalie got the the original files and when she sent them to me, I was I was I was blown away. I I I was so impressed with the work that they did. And you're picky. Oh, that that's that's an understatement. I'm very picky. <laughs> <laughs> you're super picky. Um, Every time I really like something, you always give me like a total opposite reaction it's, it's not even opposite it's just there's like okay it's good but there's improvements to be made um because to me I, I guess you could say i'm a perfectionist when it comes to certain things and that they sent us the, the literally first version of the logo and i was like okay leave it it's perfect there's nothing really to change um i mean ideally eventually for the purpose of video, an animated logo would be good. Um, but e- even that, I'm not putting any pressure on because <laughs> we're so happy with what we have now. And yeah. I guess, um, and pardon the language, but we don't want to fuck it up. <laughs> no, no, we don't. Um, even in the last eight months, the progress we've made is unreal and we're definitely not where we want to be yet but all this stuff takes time um yeah and going off of natalie's blog um for anyone that is interested or doesn't know um i have a youtube channel and and that's where we kind of decided to overlap um two different platforms and try and create something bigger um that involves all uh I guess all creative platforms um, and all create all forms of creation. So I know the big ones really are bloggers in 
YouTube creators, but there's so much more than that that doesn't get the focus. So um, artists, literal, literal artists, people who draw, paint, um, people who sing, uh, musicians, singers, um, graphic, graphic artists. artists, authors, like people, anyone who has any creative ability um, and has has a way of channeling their their creative ability into a certain form um we want to create a platform to showcase everybody because it's not it's not fair that one one creative industry such as youtube gets all the focus um it's only fair if everybody gets that that same opportunity. And don't get me wrong, YouTube's difficult to to uh, even become a a monetized creator. Um, but it's not just about you know getting paid for your work. It's it's having other people um, see that the the work and and the effort and the talent that you can put out speaking of work and the effort i'm really excited to see your new video for your new coffee that you got oh my god i i started making the timeline for that today the edit timeline um so i've got graphics done i've got music picked and it's it's going to be a while before I can actually film it because I got to get through the current coffee that I have so I can actually have a place to put the grinds. But I, I'm super excited for the next episode. That That's going to be a fun one. Um, there, there's so many videos I have ideas for. But it, it's it's a strenuous process. How do you have time for it? I make time. How do you make time? Simply, like, (laughs) I mean, we can both say we have busy lives, you in different ways than I do. Um, For those of you who have followed me in the past um, and continue to, you know that I work in the baseball industry as an umpire, and I work for a distributor now, too. And that takes up so much of my time. But when you have a passion that you truly pursue, even as a side thing, you have to make time to make it happen. You have to sacrifice free time. If you have free time, it has to become working time for that. It's it's not something that you can just, oh, I, I want to do this and you know I'll do it when I can. No, you, you have to, like, if you have a day off from your normal job, that whole day has to be dedicated to making things happen in the, in the creative field, especially like, it's not something that I'll spend a couple hours here and there. No, your days off, your hours off when you, before you go to work, when you get home from work, it has to be dedicated to that. I know, I know several people who have two careers, they have two, two careers and they've, literally put 110% into both and it's unreal because I don't know how anyone is actually able to do that I literally wear myself out between the two things I'm I'm focused on 
mm-hmm. and it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, you literally, I mean, anyone anyone trying to get into this type of industry and the creative aspect, realize it now, you'll have no free time going forward. None. Because just when you think you have free time, that means you have more ideas and you have more you have uh, more work to do. Like you can never be satisfied with what you have. You have to keep improving and keep getting better because uh, I'm going to bring up two good examples. Peter McKinnon, a YouTuber, and Casey Neistat, also a huge YouTuber, very popular names. Um, that's how they did it. They literally sacrificed everything to pursue it um you have to put money time effort uh your whole brain into into making something happen it's it's not uh it's not a hobby i mean it can start that way but even hobbies take time yeah and, and let me ask you this, Natalie. What made you want to start your blog? Um, I wanted to be able to, or I want to be able to be my own boss and make my own schedule. And I want to have the opportunity and, um, I don't know the word, but I want to get myself to be more adventurous and travel more and try new things. And I feel like blogging will give me that opportunity. It, it definitely will as you continue to grow with it. Um, it's, it's still something that you you can't ever settle and be satisfied with what you have. It's always something that you want to strive for more. Um, you know, it would be interesting to actually have the guys from G Tech um, talk about their side of it because I I feel like graphic designers have just as difficult of a path with what they do. Well. They do. Um, there are many graphic designers um, and located on several websites trying to promote their own business and get clients. Uh, one of those sites, um, I think that it's easy to use and you can, you can see how many people are out there trying to make a living doing that. Right. So what, in, uh, what inspired you to... to start a blog it's a good question <laughs> i don't even remember there, there had to be something that, <laughs> no i don't remember what inspired you i know with youtube what inspired me um honestly was casey because casey uh back when i was in college um for video production I had all these professors and, you know, I, I don't want to undermine them or, or, you know, stab them in the back at all because what they taught me was all valuable. Um, but there was all these things about you have to follow all these principles. You have to follow all these guidelines to make a good video. And 
Casey's someone who never went to film school, who never, you know, had that type of instruction. And I'm going to put this right out there because I think anyone who's involved in the industry knows this. He became this huge YouTuber and he originally created an app called Beam. And it was really impressive. I had used it for the uh, a, a short period of time until he literally sold the entire app and all of its assets to CNN for $25 million. Here's a guy who never went to film school, never had any instruction on how to create videos. And he's a lot more successful than a lot of people in the industry. So, I mean, yeah, there's principles and guidelines. Um, and for those of you who want an alternative look on that Casey made a video on YouTube um, called do what you can't it's super easy to find it had a ridiculous amount of views um, and he basically the whole the whole premise was uh, whenever someone tells you you can't do something you have to literally do everything you can to prove them wrong when someone tells you you can't do something they, the only reason they try to tell you that is because they aren't able to do that themselves. That's, that's basically it. And, and I think Natalie killed it when she mentioned her blog and like, um, she wants to be her own boss and she wants to, you know, have her own life. Um, and the only way to do that is like, you have to sacrifice your time and realize the bigger picture. So, I mean, if you have a bigger picture and you have a bigger goal in mind, then anything is possible. So you should ask me again what inspired me because I remember. <laughs> okay. So uh, I think something got triggered there. Um, so what was it that inspired you to start a blog? Um, being here in Alaska. <laughs> That's, that's, a, that's an interesting aspect to bring up. So what about Alaska? <laughs> um, I just noticed that, especially when I moved, everyone thought I was crazy. And I mean, part of, part of that's true. <laughs> everyone thinks that it's, a, it's like a whole other country here. And it kind of entertained me for a while. And I originally... Uh, wanted to blog about just Alaska living and um, and then I felt a little strapped by only talking about that because I've got lots of fun stuff that other people would be able to relate to like being a stepmom and I live in Alaska the life of adventure here and last frontier <clears throat> and um and I like to be creative in other ways. Like I like to do photography, even though I'm completely amateur with it. <laughs> and my sweetheart, he loves to do woodworking, even though he also is amateur with it. But <laughs> uh, I wanted to be able to learn and grow, but I wanted to show other people how to learn and grow and show that they can do it too, like how to build a dining table from scratch. Right. And, and I think it's fun. And it, it's it's great you bring that up. Um, you mentioned learn and grow. 
Um, I was recently at a clinic for my life as an umpire um, down in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Um, and one of my instructors, and I'm going to name drop here because I think he's the, one of the greatest people in the, in the industry, a guy named Troy Fullwood. He, he runs a lot of uh, uh, umpire systems for NCAA. And uh, he had a saying that stuck with me. Uh, then he said, um, oh, what did he say? I got to remember it perfectly here. Otherwise, I'm going to hear about it. Um, um, it was, those who are green continue to grow. When you're ripe, you rot. So, yeah. So, I mean, just when you think, if, 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 you're, if you have that mentality that, you know, you're perfect, it's all downhill from there. It is all, you have nowhere left to go but down. But if you stay green, you stay humble, and realize there's still a lot of learning experiences left, you're only going to continue to grow from there. You, you'll never be perfect. No one, no one is, no one ever will be. Um, I know a few people who think so, and I'm not going to drop their names because they know who they are or maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, stay green and continue to grow. And I think you moving to Alaska was a big part of that. It was, and I don't think anyone really understood why I made the decision or what I was doing. I think a lot of people thought, oh, you met this guy and now you're just going to go live with him. Um, but it was so much more than that. Ironically enough, I had actually wanted to move to either North Carolina or Alaska uh, before I even met my sweetheart. I didn't even know who he was. Right. And I had already made that decision that it was in my top two and I was really leaning towards Alaska. I just didn't know where and I didn't know where to start. And then I kind of felt like it was a blessing that he walked into my life when he did. And why would you say that? Um, I feel like if I had stayed where I was, it, I would have just been a complete dud. Like, you mean like you would have just almost become complacent? Yeah, I was just working a full-time job. I wasn't... Um, I didn't have any goals per se, and I didn't really have a whole lot of ambition. I think my only goals at that point were to just be and to work and probably just update my truck and like, I don't know, put some aftermarket parts on it. That was, that was it. That was my And life. see, and that, and that then, is very commonly known as settling. And, yeah. and, and I was renting out of a lady's house. <laughs> I mean, granted, I was working really hard so that I could um, get into a different place that was affordable, but I could be by myself again. Right. Um, and I probably would have made it just, you know, by saving the money that I was saving. But um, it wasn't enough for me. And depression was kicking in pretty hard. 
uh, and then everything changed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that move was definitely a good thing for you. Um, it's it's definitely something I think everyone everyone needs to do at least once. And for my YouTube followers listening, they don't know this yet because I haven't said anything. Um, but I've had this kind of um, debate with myself to move to the opposite side of Canada, to the West Coast. And just within my family and my close group of friends here, a lot of people have asked me, why? Why do you want to move? Why do you want to leave You know, the Toronto area? I said, because... I've been here for 23 going on 24 years. Hopefully it doesn't get to the 24 year mark. Um, but I've been here for 23 years and nothing's changed. Like I feel so stuck here. I feel like I'm limited. I feel like I'm not able to break out of these boundaries. Um, I'm not able to truly chase success like I want to. And I think part of it is if you like, you know, pack up everything, pack up your entire life, move somewhere, it's, it's starting fresh and you have this, this voice inside of you that's saying, Hey, you have to survive and not only survive, but you have to succeed. And it's going to sound weird, but you have to succeed at surviving. And there's, there's another phrase that I heard actually at umpire school. And this is kind of where my life has been turning around since January because um, there's there's what we call surviving where you're just you know going through the motions and you're just trying to keep yourself going and then there's thriving so surviving is is like I said just keeping yourself going and keep keeping yourself alive every day and then there's thriving you're, you're going above and beyond because you don't want to just survive you want to succeed you want to you know, push, push your limits and push past your limits. So you're not, you're not one of those people that just settles that just gets to. And I mean, there, there is a, a benefit to getting into a groove because, you know, you, you, you start to feel comfortable, but that's, that's where the system of, if you're feeling comfortable, if you're feeling too comfortable, it means it's time to move up because if you're feeling too comfortable, that means there's there's a the next you're ready for the next step. You're, right. you're you can't stay in one spot for too long because once you stay in one spot for too long, you get stuck. And I know a lot of people um, <clears throat> to school with that they got stuck in a job either before college or after college, not one that's even in their field of study, but they got stuck in a job and they got so comfortable doing it. And now they've been there for too long and they don't know how to get out. They don't know how to refocus themselves and remember that they had a passion at one point and they had a, a goal that they let go because they settled. And, you know, you moving to Alaska, I think, was the, the biggest thing you could have done to get yourself out of that position from getting complacent and settling and just being too comfortable in one spot. Yeah. 
Well, one thing you have to learn, though, um, is that it's not an act of running away. There's a difference between running away and starting over and... Oh, 100%. Um, 100%. So, and, and, you know, don't take this as I don't enjoy my new lifestyle, but it's really fucking difficult to live up here. Um, I believe it. When you're not used to it. Uh, right. And it's not just weather. Like, there's a lot of aspects to living up here that's just a little more difficult than the lower 48 um, lifestyle. Uh, so I guess my point is, is uh, just because you venture out and, you know, new goals and new lifestyle changes um, doesn't mean that new problems won't pre- uh, present themselves because that is what happened with me is still happening. But I feel a lot better about these problems if that makes sense well yeah because you start to learn how to deal with them and you start to learn how to tackle challenges as they come um and and some that you thought when they first presented themselves you were gonna crash and burn and and, you know not be able to get past it but then that's where you have to remember like life's not easy nothing worth it is easy no. And if you face an obstacle, that obstacle is not meant to kill you or meant to make you fail. It's meant for you to jump it and keep going. Yep. Exactly. And I hate, I hate, hate, hate this when people create excuses for themselves. Um, that, I mean, I'm sorry, there are some excuses that you know, it makes sense, but there's so many out there that are such bullshit excuses. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I've talked to other umpires when it comes to that, that side of things that I said, Hey, like, why not, you know, try and pursue it, pursue a pro career. Um, you know, and some of them I've, I've heard, I'm not good enough. I'm too old. I don't know where to start. And it's like, well, those, those are horrible excuses. You're not good enough. You're not good enough because you don't believe you're that you're good enough. You're too old. Um, I I've seen guys pursue a pro career that are in their seventies. They they realistically might be too old, but what's stopping them? You stop yourself by setting boundaries and limits for yourself. That's kind of how I feel about blogging, though. Um, even though I'm chosen to go with it and do it um i feel like i'm not good enough and i don't have the experience to do it but at the same time that's also motivation to do it even more uh because not necessarily that i want to show people i can do it but i want to show that it can be done um, right. I like to be, I guess, motivation for somebody, or I don't know, what's the word? Um, Not a role model, but inspiration. There we go. I mean, the, they kind of follow the same, the same description almost. 
But I want to be like that. I went from nothing to being able to teach someone else how to do it. That's my main goal. Right. And I mean, the, the term, I guess, being used in this industry now has changed. Um, and, and now, whether you are a YouTube creator or a blogger or, you know, a photographer, anything of that, they're now calling us influencers. And at first, I didn't understand why, but I, I get it. I still don't. I, I believe the reason we're being called influencers now is because we're influencing people to pursue their passions. Okay. And we're, we're making them realize that, you know, anything is possible if you truly want it to be. I thought influencers were like the people that go and use one product and they influence others to use it too. I thought that's what that was. I mean, originally, I, th- I think that's what it was too. Um, but I feel like those people really are more just ambassadors. They're like product or like brand ambassadors. Because um, they're just kind of stuck on the one product where like, I think influence. What's that? Um, sorry. I think it delayed coming through because I thought you were done talking. <laughs> mm. Um, I was gonna ask a random question. Go for it. Uh, when did you start to get into um? I don't know. I guess. You worked at a TV station for a while? Is that like the first thing you did? Um, yeah. Uh, so when I was in college, I had, um, I mean, I, I realistically started getting into the video side of things in high school because I took a class for it. Um, and originally, I didn't really consider it as something that um, I wanted to do full time. Um, and I started picking up more cameras. I had a, an internship with a small production company in high school um, because I needed some work experience. Okay. And I really, you know, started to enjoy it. And then I went, I decided to go to college for it. And when I was in college, I started interning for a TV station in my hometown. I'm not going to drop the name um, for a couple of reasons that I will explain. Um it was, it was great experience because it gave me a, an insight into what the TV business is like. And it gave me an insight into um, what, what the, what, what the whole life of it entailed. Um, but it also taught me some lessons um, because when I, when I uh, started as an intern there, I was still in school and College and internships teach you a lot. And for those of you who aren't there yet, who think your life is going to work out exactly as you think it will, I'm going to tell you one thing right now. Wake the fuck up. Because this is this is the truth of how it's going to happen. I went to college. I had that same mindset. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to two years, three years of college. I'm going to graduate. I'm going to get a job. And I'm going to live my life. And I'm, I'm going to, it's going to be great. Wrong. So many forms of wrong 
thinking that I, I worked through college um, and I tried to stay with the work that was in my field. I worked for the partner university to our college with their athletic department doing video for them. I interned with the TV station um, and I still got all my schoolwork done. And when I graduated, I was still interning as graduation came. And as soon as my internship time was up, you know, I, I was kind of prospective still that the, the company was going to hire me. But instead, you know what happened? They said, thanks for your time. Bye. Ouch. They, they, you know, that, that was it. I, I literally, I thought I was going to get hired on and it came to April of 2017. Was it April? Yep. April of 2017. And they said, thanks for your time. Bye. And boom, I didn't have a job. I was unemployed. Because as an intern, I was working 40 hours a week. I didn't have time to actually have a job at that time. And I thought, you know, like, this is going to be great because they're going to hire me once I'm finished, like as an intern. And that didn't happen. And then I went back to working retail. And I'll be honest, that sucked. That really sucked. Um, I was in retail. I was working as an umpire, just kind of as an extra job. And nine months later, I get a call from the TV station that I interned for. And they said, Hey, we have a guy going on, on, um, parental leave for a, um, specific period of time, which ended up being six months. And after that six months, there was, there was some talk and some, some rumor going around that he was possibly going back to his, to a different job that he had before working at that TV station. So I thought, oh, this could be good. If he leaves, um, then I can just stay on. Wrong. I, I finished my contract there and moved back home again. But it taught me something. It taught me that I still wanted to pursue video, but I did not want to have regulations on what I could do with video. Because when you're working in news and in um, the TV business, you always have people telling you how to do your job. And I've always been a firm believer in, you can tell me what to do or how to do it, not both. Because, I, and that's just the creative side of me coming out, because you can tell someone to do a job um, and they're going to do it in the best way they see fit. And opinions, and me and Natalie have figured this one out over a period of time, um, opinions don't always line up. Um, there's going to be a lot of disagreements mm-hmm. when, it, when it comes to the creative field. Um, not just creative field, it happens in other fields too, but with the creative field, it's a huge gray area. There's no one way of doing things. Um, I remember when I was working for the news station, uh, I did a curling story and uh, I, I spent a lot of time on one story, which I realistically shouldn't have spent that much time on it, but I did because I wanted it to, you know, make an impact. And I did this one really creative shot 
And I had one of my colleagues say, that's too creative for news. <laughs> that, that was something that kind of struck me as weird. Because I had just gone through two to three years of school being told that being creative is a good thing. Um, so the, the thing that pointed me toward, bless you. Thanks. Uh, the thing that pointed me towards YouTube is that I saw all these other creators posting videos all the time with like these super creative shots and like all these super creative ideas that they, they were turning into a visual reality. And I thought to myself, I can do that. Like I, I have a camera. I can do that. It's going to take time and it's going to take effort, but I can do that. So at first I, did, I wasn't really posting videos. I was just kind of shooting and editing for the fun of it. Um, because I had still shifted my, my focus to umpiring at a higher level. So that's still kind of my focus now, but like now I'm posting videos cause I still have this creative passion and this creative, um, spark in me that I still want to share my visions and my ideas with the rest of the world. You get to be a little um, more, uh, you get to have your own style. Because it's your, exactly. your station, basically. Exactly. That's, and that's exactly what I love about, about <clears throat> the, the social media aspect and the, the, the online world when it comes to that. Because creators all have their own style of doing things. And there's so many creators out there. And it, that's what makes it a difficult, um, a, a difficult world to be a part of. Because... Um, I've, I've heard people tell me, oh, you'll never be like Casey Neistat. You'll never be like Peter McKinnon. And it's like, well, I know. I know I'll never be like them because they both have their own style. And that's the point. No one person is alike. No one person creates content the same way. But that doesn't matter because they have their, their name and their brand for that reason. Because they have their style. So, I mean, Casey's always had spectacular videos. I've always loved the way he's done things. Um, you know, but that doesn't mean that the way he does things is the only way to do it or the only right way to do it. And I watch Peter and he has a whole other way of doing things. He, he, he does a lot of like fancy, you know, slow-mo and really creative um landscape stuff and technology and that and yeah okay like he he has a whole other look and his stuff is also fantastic um the the common thing that i share with pete is that he's a coffee addict slash enthusiast like myself um and that's where i came up with the idea for the coffee series um I think it's Through a great that. series. I appreciate that. I mean, you're you're definitely also a big part of it for people who didn't know. Um, if you have watched the videos, you'll notice that uh, five five episodes out of the seven I currently have were, I guess you could say, endorsed or almost sponsored by uh, NLW Moments. Um. Because 
Natalie was gracious enough to send a bunch of Alaskan coffee my way, um, which gave us content. It, it gave us something to to film and to post. And I um, think that they're fun. They're not just too random, and it's something to kind of look forward to. Like, what's he going to review next? That's why I'm so excited about this next one is because it's coffee I've never heard of. And I, I, I got to get I didn't hear... you in order to get some or not for yeah, my sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, you were you're telling me yesterday, like, um, you, you, wanted, you wanted to get some, but you wanted to know more about it first. Um, I'll be honest. This next coffee, I'm I'm nervous to try it. Not only for myself, but also on camera because I do not have any clue what to expect. Apparently, it's the world's strongest coffee. Um, I I kind of have joked around before saying it's probably no match for me because I'm a coffee addict. But at the end of the day, like, uh, there's part of me that's nervous. It's I'm I'm comparing it to um, trying hot peppers or hot sauce. Like, yeah, there's people who are born for like spicy food or for whatnot, like hot sauces. Um, and I know a few people who say they're they're built to endure spice or heat until they try the Carolina Reaper pepper. Yeah, the world's hottest pepper. And there have been people who have tried that and ended up needing oxygen because it literally is so hot, it feels like it's closing your airways. And these people have said before that they're they're built for heat and for for enduring spice. Apparently not, because that pepper kicked their ass. So I mean, I can say I'm built for coffee and I love strong coffee. But I'm well aware that this coffee could very well kick my ass. I look so that, forward to finding out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do too. It's, it's going to be an interesting, um, an interesting thing for sure. But like I was saying, the, the different creators that have their different looks, because I, I talk a lot about Peter and Casey because they're my biggest influences when it comes to YouTube. Um, you know, just to not care what other people think and pursue what you want to pursue regardless. But I also had a childhood friend um, who I, I, I'm not, I mean, I'll mention her here, her YouTube channels, Ashley Elizabeth and her blog channel, Younging 19 Blogs. We haven't talked in years because she has too many messages to look at and she has too many uh, um, followers to actually keep track of anything at this point. Um. And she has a whole other look because, and I'm sorry to say this, Ashley, but your vlogs absolutely suck. <laughs> your, your vlogs suck because it's very minimal editing and it's just like, it almost seems as though like your vlogs are kind of your secondary thing and you don't really give a shit about them. But that being said, your main channel, the main channel is her like makeup, uh, it's, it's what I'll call a girly channel. She does makeup uh, products, uh, hair products. Um, she actually does adult toy products too, which is a little bit disturbing um, to me anyway. But 
that channel gets millions of views on everything and she puts so much effort into it. Um, and I'll be honest, I've watched a few of those videos myself just because they like aesthetically, they're very well done and I appreciate the effort put into them. It's not typically my type of channel, but she has a whole other look. So yeah, she's not like Peter or Casey, but that's the whole point. She's got her own thing. And our focus with 365 creation, like we've talked about in the past, um, we want everybody to have their own look and have their own vibe to their work and be able to showcase it for that exact reason that they have their unique style um, and, kind of, and kind of bringing a new meaning to the term creator. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I wanted to bring up something that you were talking about earlier. Um, you mentioned uh, how basically about change. Like things are going to change and you have to get over it. Um, be prepared for change because you might want to do one thing and then you come out and do another. Yep. Um, and... Uh, one thing is, um, speaking of change, every time you say the word creator, I'm going to take a shot until you change it. (laughs) I mean, what, what other word is there? I can say influencer. Uh, Yeah, there's, there's not a whole lot of terms for it because creator is like the main one now. It's all good. (laughs) I'm just poking uh, the ribs for how many times you could say the word creator <laughs> in one sentence. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's part of how we came up with the name with 365 <laughs> Creation. Because yeah. it's a, a team of creators. And it's <laughs> every day. Yeah, that, that's, that's the 365 part is that um, inspiration for content, regardless of what platform, doesn't just happen... Um, once a week, once a month, once a year, it happens every single day. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not like physically doing something to, I don't know. Yeah, if you're, if you're not. Yeah, even if you're not posting something or you're not shooting a video or writing a blog or or adding to your book, if you're an author or or drawing or anything, the creative juices are flowing. The ideas are 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 gathering in your head. Um, even subconsciously, like you, you may not realize it sometimes that you're getting ideas for things, but they're there. And I learned this one recently, actually, because there, there are days I haven't felt overly creative, maybe because I was at work and I wasn't really focusing on it, but then I'll leave work at the end of the day and I'm driving home and boom, I've got this idea for something I want to shoot. Um, and maybe, you know, I didn't think I was thinking about it during the day. But part of me believes that there's a subconscious there that is doing that thinking for you. Because how all day I'm not thinking about this. And all of a sudden I get in the car and boom, it's there. Like, there's definitely something there that was fueling the idea all day without me realizing it. One thing I got to start doing is um, 
actually acting on my ideas that I come up with. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's actually one of the hardest things, especially right now when I'm going through my new little chapter I've got going on here. Um, But just the other day, I was driving and it was beautiful outside. It was just gorgeous. And it was just fall colors, so I took a picture. And um, I usually, I don't like to have my phone in my hands whatsoever or looking at it uh, while I'm driving. Don't text and drive. Um, and, but this time it was just like, a, okay, well, no one's behind me. I'll slow down and take a picture. And I did. And it worked just fine. And then, um, let's see here. And then it, uh, and then it snowed on what I call Timer Mountain, which is right outside my house. When I walk out my front door, I see the mountains. And whenever this time of the year comes uh, and it starts to snow on top of that mountain, I know that snow is about to hit ground where I'm at any day now is how it works. Right. Uh, And so I took a picture of it because it looked really beautiful and there was like clouds kind of underneath the snow part. And so it was like snow on top and then clouds that looked I don't know, very fall and Halloween-ish. And then below that, you could see some of the colored fall trees. Yep. So I took a picture. And then um, and then it snowed on the ground. And same thing. I was driving to work. And I thought, this is gorgeous because it was. And right. slowed down. I took a picture. And then the other day... Um, it had rained and all the snow went away, but it was foggy the whole way to work. Now, I live over 30 miles outside of town. Um, and the whole way, all the way to town, it was thick fog. And it just was perfect for like Halloween type of look. And it got me in the mood. And I just thought, how cool is this? So driving and I took another picture and I felt good about it because even though there are small little steps I ended up putting together a little tiny post and I didn't realize how cool it would look until after I posted it I thought it was super amateurish like hey guys here's what here's what it looks like within you know two weeks around here you get basically just all over the place type of weather and, but when I looked at the post afterwards, I thought, this is probably the coolest thing I've ever done so far. <laughs> to this point. And I don't care that anybody else probably doesn't view it that way. But every time I look at those pictures, like the way they're laid out, um, people actually thought that I didn't take those photos. They thought it was like, you know, like a meme of some sort. Or like those stock photos online. Yeah. And I just kind of felt really proud. And even though I took little tiny baby steps and yeah. It's a step in the right direction. Yeah. And yeah, it may have taken me, you know, two or three weeks to get them up on up somewhere. But they kind of just 
fell into my lap the way that they did. And right. I'm starting to notice, this is one thing I like about change is, um, by the way, one of my favorite quotes is embrace change because that's one of the hardest things for me to do. Yet you've, you've found a way to do it. And well, trying, you know, it's like a, it's a continual improvement type of thing. And, yeah. and it, it'll probably take me years, even still now, like it's just something I have to continually work on, but, uh, I'm just going to jump in quick too. anyone who, who uh, wants reference to those photos, um, in Alaska, we were just talking about, you can find them on the NLW moments, Instagram and Facebook page. Oh yeah. 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 Well, I think I still have to get them on my Facebook page. I think that's one place I forgot. I'll be up there. Yeah. But, um, I, they are super amateurish. Like one of them, you can, you can even notice like the top of my windshield, how it's kind of blue up there. I mean, you can see those things. And most of those photos were taken through a windshield and my windshield's not the cleanest. So, but either way, I am still super proud. And I used my phone for those. I don't have a professional camera. And by no means are those photos professional, but I actually feel good and I feel a little more jump start. I don't know, just I have a pep in my step right now, even though I have like minimal time, but I'm trying to force myself to say, oh, this looks really cool. Take a photo of it or or remember it and write about it. I mean, don't don't downplay the, the use of your phone for that, too, because I, I feel like a lot of people fail to realize that the the new phones in in today's world are actually more than capable of good photography and video more so than some cameras. Even um, I know Peter McKinnon. I know I keep mentioning him, too, but he shot an entire wedding on, on his iPhone and it looked really good. Yeah, yeah, well. I agree. I think um, the only thing I'll say is never, never edit a video or a photo on your phone. Don't do that. (laughs) See, I edit all my photos on my phone. Yeah, don't don't do that. I don't have a photo editor on a computer yet. (laughs) Well, you need to you need to invest invest in that because uh, I'll be the first person to say this, and I might get some hate from people for it. But uh, editing videos and photos on your phone, I'm sorry, but it looks shitty. That's okay. It's your opinion. Um, that's not opinion. That's fact. <laughs> it looks like. Well, it's partly why I call it amateurish. Mm. But, I mean, uh, I was really proud of this. <laughs> well, my money is not going towards investing into that stuff just yet because I can't. Yeah. Um, you know, it's step by step. I'm doing what I can. Um, and. I'm glad that I didn't completely stop because I did for a while. Right. I wasn't taking any pictures. Um, I quit writing drafts for my blog. Um, I just, I kind of actually stopped thinking about it for a while. And right. that wasn't good because I, I was doing so good. I was, you know, coordinating with uh, GTech for my website. Um, I spent a lot of time thinking about the name for my blog and I went from one thing to another until I felt really happy with what I have now and um, I had a lot of help from you 
and for my sweetheart on the name. Supportive teams are always good to have. Yep. But I, even though I'm super busy right now, if I can just take a step, even if it's just taking a picture, even if it's just reminding me to do it later, um, I feel like that's better than not doing it at all. Like I, I have all those photos from my, my trip to Arizona. I haven't posted any of them. Yeah. Uh, that's something you probably got to get on doing as well. That was what? Three months ago. <laughs> I don't know if it was three months, but it's been a while since you've been <laughs> back in the last frontier. Oh my gosh. No, this is the fourth month. Yeah. Fourth month. You, you should probably get to doing that. I um, should. And speaking of which, we should probably get get to uh, wrapping up this episode because I don't know if either of us have realized it, but I'm just seeing now that people have been listening to us talk for about an hour um, and they're probably getting tired of hearing us. Probably. <laughs> I think it's a good time to wrap up. Yeah. Um, so for anyone listening, thanks for listening. We will be back with a second episode uh, very soon, I believe. Um, make sure to follow both of our um, respect respective uh creative outlets so my youtube channel and natalie's blog nlw moments um as posts um and content will be starting to pick up a little more rapidly in the coming weeks and months uh but yeah thanks for listening and uh we'll talk to you all soon peace dudes <laughs>